Hello and welcome to the Bungler Cricket Podcast. I'm Roshan and tournament cricket is back. Ahead of us, we have a really exciting six months with Bangladesh playing in the Asia Cup, which we're going to look ahead to. And then in October, the World Cup. So all roads lead to India for the 50 over World Cup. And uh, we start with the Asia Cup. Uh, which kicks off uh, at the time of recording. It'll be tomorrow, but obviously this is a podcast. By the time you listen to it, Bangladesh could have won the tournament or could even be out of the tournament. Who knows? This is a podcast. Either way, joining me to look ahead at the tournament is Saif Ahmed. He's a freelance writer. He's a social media extraordinaire. He's looked after social media channels for teams across the world, in the BPL, in Dubai. Um, and he's one of my favourite people to have, have on the podcast. So Saif, welcome back to the Bangladesh Cricket Podcast. Thank you, Roshan, for having me once again. It's a pleasure. So Asia Cup is back. Um, and this is a tournament that Bangladesh have got actually quite a good history in. They have played in, I think, three of the last five finals. Um, and for me, I'm not going to lie, Saif, I always think the Asia Cup is just a secret way to make India and Pakistan play as many times as possible. And the other games just decorate it, if I'm honest. And this time is no different. By coincidence, India and Pakistan happen to be in the same group again. Um, but for Bangladesh, the format basically is six teams, two groups, and the top two teams will go to the next round, and then the top two from there will go to the final. So Bangladesh are in a group with Sri Lanka and Afghanistan. And the nature of the tournament means if you have a bad week, you can be out of the tournament straight away. <laughs> and if you, you know, if you have a good week, you can be find yourself in the final. But for Bangladesh, it's not been um a kind of easy journey here and I think actually that we should probably talk about the last few weeks and months for Bangladesh off the field um since we last played one day cricket I mean the main thing is that we now have a new captain to the team Shakib Al Hassan is back in position and sitting here now I guess he was always the obvious choice the best choice for Bangladesh captain but it wasn't a straightforward decision really was it it was um you know Tamim initially retired you turn that decision. He then has this reoccurring back injury and decided actually he's probably not, not the best person to to lead the team with the injury. He then did this exclusive interview where he was like, actually, it was more to it than the injury. Obviously, things weren't right there. And it now looks like he is, Tamim is going to miss the, the Asia Cup for sure, may make it back for the New Zealand series. We hope he's back for the World Cup. But Shakib Al Hassan has been put in position as the captain. Now, for me, that's an obvious choice. But when the BCB were deliberating it, it wasn't a clear-cut decision because they kept saying we want someone who can do the job for two years, that we want someone who's long-term. I don't know if Saki's going to be in role for two years. I don't know how much longer he wants to play for. He's 36. Will he be there? You know, maybe he'll be there in, in the T20 World Cup in America next year. But will he be there? I don't know. But for now, he's the right captain, surely, for, for, for Bangladesh leading into a World Cup year. Yes, for sure, without a doubt, Saki was our best option available. And I think BCB always had in the back of their mind that uh, if Tami Iqbal uh, steps uh, away from captaincy, uh, they will appoint Shakib as the captain. But uh, as you mentioned, the time frame was the only concern for BCB. So that's why they kept Litton as the second option. But uh, as I mentioned also, I wrote some articles that uh, for a tournament like this, when you have Asia Cup and World Cup coming, it's a bit risky to appoint an inexperienced captain. Litton has... Uh, lead the side in few series. Also, we won the series against India at home under his captaincy. But then again, it's a stage like World Cup where on-field scenarios are also important, but off the field, you have to take care of a lot of things as a captain. So I think uh, depending on all the factors, uh, Sakib has been a very 
good choice. Yeah, you, you have to feel he's the right person to, to lead Bangladesh. He's just got the experience, the kind of ability to turn around games. He's also like, I mean, he's a world-class cricketer. We always know this, but he's also a big game player and, and tournaments and ICC tournaments and Shakib just go hand in hand. And you could have always expect a big performance from him and he almost nearly always delivers. Um, we need to talk a lot about this squad because there's been a lot of chop and changing. Um We'll talk about our opener situation in a moment, but we should probably discuss Marmadulla, who has been left out of the Asia Cup squad. Um, so Marmadulla, he he, I mean, I think he last played in the England series. Now, when Bangladesh came to England to play against Ireland, um, Papon did one of his impromptu press conferences. I was there for that, and someone asked him, Well, why is Marmadulla not in the team? And he was I think he was very, you know, he was very kind of confident saying Marmadulla is part of the this Bangladesh team set up and he will be there at the World Cup. But he's not in the Asia Cup squad and Bangladesh have gone for, I guess, kind of the, the youthful options that are available to them. Is Marmadulla done? Is is this it? Uh, you know, there are two ways here, two options here. Either Bangladesh are using the Asia Cup as a bit of experimentation to see how other players get on with an in, in, intention to bring Marmadulla back in time for the World Cup. Or this is it and Marmadulla has no way back into the into the team. What What's going on with the Marmadulla situation? What's What's happening behind the scenes? Uh, first of all, I don't think that we are yet a side who has the luxury to do experiment in a tournament like Asia Cup because we haven't won that tournament yet. So uh, obviously we are going to the tournament to win it and there is no room for experiment. Obviously we have to make some changes in the opening slot because the players aren't available. Otherwise, we would not have seen any experiment either in that position as well. So I think uh, Mahmoudullah has been dropped only with an intention that uh, the team management is not thinking of taking him to the World Cup. But then again, it's BCB and the team management after all where the decision changes out of nowhere. As, and today morning was the best example of it. We'll talk about it later for sure. So according to me, I think at the moment, at the very right moment, Mahmoudullah is not in the plans. But as we have a series, a New Zealand series before the World Cup, and we have a uh, Asia Cup to see and analyze, and if uh, Mahmoudullah still is in the plans of taking to the World Cup as a finisher, then I think they will sit back and see the games in Asia Cup that uh, how the youngsters like Afif or Shamim, whoever gets chance, perform, and then they might. If we fail very badly, for example, if God forbid we play badly in the next two matches and we get eliminated from Asia Cup and our uh, middle order doesn't perform uh, at their best, so I think the think tank will think again and might even try Mahmoudullah at the, in the home game against New Zealand. Yeah, you're right. It does depend a lot on how they perform in the Asia Cup. And actually, it's a bit of a conflicting one because... You're right. If Bangladesh do badly, then I think the BCB will go, hang on, we need to reconsider this. But the response has been quite significant. I've I've seen videos. People have been sending me um, WhatsApp videos of protests uh, uh, over Marmadullah's exclusion. I, can I say one thing about Bangladesh that I'm really impressed about is the ability to make a banner for anything. Like, whatever you need a banner yeah. for, they're able to make a banner. And so they, they was watching crowds of big banners saying reinstate Marmadullah, bring him back to the team. People were really upset and angry over this decision. And, you know, I, I feel for him because quite often I feel like 
as we come to the end of the careers of some of our greatest players, I feel like they're not getting the send off they deserve or the kind of respect or the testimony, you know, Tamim's sort of retirement press conference felt very emotional. Marmadullah's exclusion doesn't feel quite right. Like, like none of our players have, have had the kind of, I would love one day, Cypher, a player to go and plan to retire at the end of this tournament and these will be my final games. And they play their final match and they get a guard of honour. And, you know, the kind of, the, the sort of nice kind of way to send off players who've played for you for some time. So it'll be interesting to see how this team gets along. There is quality in the squad um, aside from Marmadullah, but obviously, you know, he has experience and there's plenty of benefits to having him in the team. So we'll see how that pans out. Um, we should talk about the opener situation for Bangladesh because I don't know about you, Seth, but I feel like for a long time following Bangladesh, I always wondered who was going to open with Tamim Iqbal, right? And it was like Litton Das, Shomar Sharka, Animal Hark. They experimented with loads of other players, you know. And it was always Tamim, and eventually then Litton seemed to take the slot. And I was like, for the first time in a long time, our opening slots is comfortable. We know it's Tamim, it's Litton, we have a settled pair and through injuries, that is now up in the air in this tournament. So firstly, Tamim has this back injury, which has ruled him out of the tournament. And then, so they called up um, his namesake, uh, Tanzid Hassan Tamim, who is um, an uncapped player. He had a really good tournament in the um, emerging Asia Cup. I think he averaged about 40, just under 45 runs in his in his four matches. So he had a really good, really good tournament. And then... Litton Das missed the flight to Sri Lanka initially because of uh, it was I understand a fever, um, and it's since been confirmed that he is going to miss the entire tournament, which is again a big big loss for Bangladesh. They called up Animal Huck, who I understand wasn't even in our preliminary squad, and in the statement from the BCB, they said they wanted an option who could top order bat, they said, not opening bat, which I think is very interesting. They said top order batsman. They didn't say we need to open in batsman. They said top order. And they also said someone who could keep wicket. And so it feels like they, my impression is they pulled Animal Huck in as a utility player rather than someone who they intend to start in the lineup. So our opening situation now, for me, I think it looks like the hint is going towards it being Tanzid Hassan and Naeem Sheikh opening the batting for Bangladesh with Animal Huck probably on the bench. Does that fill you with excitement to have two kind of young, new, fresh opening batters? Or does it give you a bit of uh, anxiety worrying that they could have a very bad week and it could not go well at all? I don't know where I sit, if I'm honest. I, mean, I want to be excited, but I'm nervous. Uh, I think uh, it's more of a tricky situation right now than we are thinking it is. Uh, even till yesterday, we were almost sure that the opening duo will be Tanzid Hassan Tamim and Naim Sheikh. But after the inclusion of Enamul Hawk, uh, I think it gets more tricky. Because if you if you observe that the initial plan was that Litton will be available for the second game. So Bangladesh uh, wanted to adjust and uh, make Naim and uh, Tanzim play. But then again, if you realize, if they both play as a left, uh, as a as openers, then Shakib and Nasrullah Shanto is the next two batters. So all four becomes lefties. And if you know Hathur Singer well, his type of a coach who doesn't like, uh, he likes to make player the uh, right left combination. So that makes really more tricky. If uh, if they had the if they were able to. Uh, at just for just one game, it was fine. But now, as Leeton is ruled out, so 
uh, as Enamul is going to join the squad, I think it becomes more tricky now what will be the plan. So according uh, to my experience, I think they might go in the first game with Naim and uh, Tanjit Hassan Tamim. Uh, but then again, Enamul has a chance in the series, I think, because of the right-left combination. It's it's an interesting one because quite often in Bangladesh cricket, we see players getting a chance, but a very small window of opportunity. They sometimes maybe get one game, and if it goes well, maybe they might get another game. But equally, if they fail, that's the last you see of them. And that, and for me, that's a little bit worrying because say someone like Tanzid Hassan Tamim. He is an exciting player that a lot of people are speaking about. His inclusion was quite exciting. You know, like he had a great emerging Asia Cup tournament. I would love to see him given a couple of games, uh, both games, I think. You know, what I, what would bother me is seeing the chop and change within the space of three days. Because we, you know, this group stage is two, two games within four or five days. And so what would bother me would be just seeing one game, one bad performance, and that being it, I, you know, for me, like, I think I think Tunzid is he's the one who should definitely start both games. I was a little bit surprised at Naeem Sheikh's inclusion because even when they dis- the board were discussing his his inclusion, they were like he didn't have a very good emerging Asia Cup, but he has international experience. And for me, that's um, I understand international experience is, is important, but without form, having international experience alone isn't for me justifiable to have a player starting international tournaments. If that makes sense, and so. I'd like to see Animal Hug given us given a, a chance because I think you know he had a brilliant DPL. I think it was last year. There was a lot of social media campaigns, a lot of fans saying bring him to the team, and he was. But the window of opportunity was very small, and so I think if the left hand right hand thing is on Hatheringa's mind, and they need to pick two out of three, I feel bad for Naeem Sheikh because he would be in the squad before. But I think the Tanzid Animal option for me feels a bit more exciting um, than maybe a Tunzid Naeem Sheikh one. But then again, then I say that and I feel bad for Naeem Sheikh because how can Animal Huck come into the team last minute? I've got a feeling they'll start, you're right, with Tunzid and Naeem tomorrow in the first game and then see how that goes out. You're right, they might bring Animal Huck for the next game. Um, and then middle order, like, you know, like you say, Shanto, Shaki, Tawahid. Middle order, I feel like, is a very good shape at the moment. So... In terms of batting depth, like I think even if the opening experiment doesn't go well, I feel there's enough batting in that Bangladesh lineup, you know, and they've done very well in the last few series to sort of pile on the run. So I'm not too worried about how our batters get on because I feel there's there's plenty of kind of experience down that down that batting order. Um in terms of how Bangladesh will get on in this tournament, hear me out. I think we have taken our eye off one day cricket and got a little bit excited over some T20 series win recently because we beat England, we beat Afghanistan and those results were great. But when I saw the kind of reaction in the press and social media, I was like, this is brilliant because we do have a 50 over world cup coming up and our 50 over results have been fine, but not brilliant. So we, you know, we beat Ireland back to back series in Bangladesh and also in Chelmsford but we did lose against Afghanistan and we did lose against England. And the last series win, I think, was probably India at the end of last year. So have Bangladesh taken their, like, have they taken their eye off one day cricket or are they still a formidable side who should do well or could do well in this tournament? I think uh, according to the current situation, uh, there is no reason to not perform well in the 50-over format. Bangladesh still have a formidable side. I think 
uh, apart from the openers, I think the uh, top order and middle order and the pace attack of Bangladesh is doing well. Unfortunately, Ibadot is ruled out of the tournament due to injury. Uh, without his absence, we will lack uh, some firepower because uh, Bangladesh has a tendency now to rotate in the base. I, mean, I think they have the luxury to rotate the ballers in the base attack department. But I think with uh, his absence will hurt. But I'm also looking forward to see how Tanjit Hassan Saki performs if he gets the opportunity, of course. But overall, I think the results have been uh, not very consistent. Uh, we uh, we hope that uh, we will win the series against England and Afghanistan at home, especially against Afghanistan. It was not a good performance overall. But then again, I think uh, the controversy and the captaincy issues really hurt the team during that series. But then again, you don't have any room for excuses in international cricket. But apart from those losses, I still think that the team is confident and uh, it's a breath of fresh air that Sakib and Hathur Singh now will be the leader uh, as the captain and coaching staff in ODI as well. We have seen them doing well in the T20 format, the think tank, the coaching staff has been brilliant so far. And with the collaboration of Sakib as the leader, I think we have still have a good chance to perform in this Asia Cup. And if we manage to do so, I think that confidence will help to uh, perform us in the upcoming New Zealand and the Mega FM, the World Cup. Yeah, it's an interesting tournament. I, I always think like the Asia Cup, it's so short, you, you don't really have time to turn results around. So the format of this tournament, there are six teams in two groups, Bangladesh are in Group B with Sri Lanka and Afghanistan. So it's a tough group. Um, but really, Bangladesh only need to win one match to go through to the next round. That next round is the Super Fours, where they'll be paired with uh, the two teams from the other group, most likely Pakistan and India. Um, they're in a group in Nepal, so you'd expect Pakistan and India to come through. Um, for me, Bangladesh should be aiming to win this tournament, actually. I don't think this is about, you know, like we talk about getting to the semifinals of the World Cup or progressing to the second round. I think Bangladesh should be aiming to win this tournament, you know, a win against either Sri Lanka or Afghanistan puts you into the Super Fours. At that stage, you just need to beat one or two games there, probably, to, to try and get into the final. So realistically, that is the ambition. But equally, and I've said this at the start, a bad week can mean we're out of the tournament. We could be sat here this time next week and going, nah, just watching as a, as, a, as, a, as a spectator. So, I mean, from your perspective, what would you say your expectation and predictions are? Because I think those are two different things. Expectation and prediction are two different things now for me in this tournament. My expectation is that we should probably try and go and win this and get to the final my prediction I, I feel a bit nervous if I'm honest I do feel a little bit nervous because I think if we have two bad results that's it so where do you think how do you think Bangladesh is going to fare in this tournament uh, I think a lot of people uh, a lot of people are predicting I think you follow the social media that how people are excited and uh, there are banters like it's coming home it's coming to Dhaka for, for like winning the World Cup but it's actually surprising for me that no one is talking actually about winning the Asia Cup. I think we have a far better chance than winning the Asia Cup than the World Cup. And we should win it as we came very, very close. Not once, not twice, even thrice. But we managed to lose in the end. So I think we should win it. And yes, uh, it's a tough group with Afghanistan and Sri Lanka. And Sri Lanka getting the home advantage. But then again, Sri Lanka will be missing four key players uh, due to injury and uh, sickness. So I think we should take the opportunity 
and it's a good chance. And we have uh, performed well uh, in the past against Afghanistan in big stages like Asia Cup and World Cup. So I think I'm very hopeful that we will qualify to the next round. And as uh, you say, your uh, expectation and reality, uh, as far as I'm concerned, my expectation, my prediction is Bangladesh and Pakistan will play the final. Uh, I feel that India might uh, uh, choke in the semi-final again, in the Super 4 again, because I think they have uh, a shaky batting order. I think they're doing too many experiments in the last few years, I, uh, I suppose. But then again, uh, if India manages to perform and tick all boxes, then they become an unstoppable side. So my prediction is Bangladesh and Pakistan will play the final and expectation is obviously that we will win it. It's it's um I love the Asia Cup. I read an article the other day saying the Asia Cup is better than the World Cup. And you know that's obviously a controversial opinion, but it is just it's it's such a great tournament that happens so quickly and there's a lot of momentum to it and it's you know some of the, the greatest sides in, in world cricket all coming together for a couple of weeks of a uh, of fast-paced action. So Bangladesh kick off against Sri Lanka and then play their second group match against Afghanistan. In all likelihood, they'll need to win one of those matches to go through to the Super Fours, where they'll play um, three matches against um, the team who qualified with them alongside the teams from the other group, and then the top two go to the final. So fascinating tournament formats, fascinating time ahead. It'll be interesting to see who opens, um, but I'm excited. Saif, thank you so much for joining me on the Bangladesh Cricket Podcast. Um Let's see how this goes. Let's see if our predictions are correct. And if you're up for it, would you like to come back on the podcast and review the tournament at the end if you're up for it? It was a pleasure, Roshan. Thank you for having me. And for sure, I will be glad to come back again and hopefully as a champion. As champions, fingers crossed. And thank you for listening to the Bangla Cricket Podcast. Um, We'll see you for the next one very soon.